Mr. Dale, these are extraordinary times, as you very well must know. I don't understand. The majority of this floor is being let go today. Eric, I'm very sorry. I was working on something, but they wouldn't let me finish it. So take a look at it. Be careful. Hello? I need you guys to come back up here. Wait a second. Just trust me, OK? I need you guys back here now. Wait a minute. What am I looking at? This figure here. Whoa, is that? It gets ugly in a hurry. Is that figure right? Looks pretty right to me. There are $8 trillion of paper around the world relying on that equation. Well, we were wrong. No, you mean you were wrong. Sir, if those assets decrease by just 25%, that loss would be greater than the current market capitalization of this entire company. How long would it take to clear that from our books? You cannot be doing what you're thinking of doing. Sell it all today. You're selling something that you know has no value. So that we may survive. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. Look at these people wandering around with absolutely no idea what's about to happen. You're a very important piece of this puzzle. Are you in on this? I can tell you that people are going to say some very nasty things about what we do here today. If we're going down, and you damn well know it'll be together. I'm not sure that I do know that. The ground is shifting below our feet. Remember this day, boys. Remember this day. From the Miller Business Center at the Middle Country Public Library, this is Centered on Business. Hello, folks. How are you? Good. Doing Great. well. Doing well. We are. How are you? you might. You might hear a little difference in the quality of today's podcast. Absolutely. Because we're in the same room. We're in the studio. We're actually in the podcast studio. We might be a little tiny bit masked, muffled. We <laughs> but we. But we, we are, are safely. Yes. We are six, safely. Six we're six feet, feet apart. apart from each other. And Socially distanced and masked, but don't looking worry about at us, each folks. other. Yes, which in is nice. In person, it's really and nice. And it is very nice to be able to use this wonderful equipment that I like to play with. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so, great. So um, this week. Quite a change. Yes. So, so this week we're going to talk about something. It is a movie. You know, Why not? So I mean, truth the be told, the first one went went good. I the first say. one went very well, and truth be told, we are so busy right now since we came back to the building that we're kind of like catching Crazy. up. So mm-hmm. um, this actually worked out for us. One of our coworkers uh, saw this film. Was it uh, the assistant director mentioned it? Was yeah, right? Ryan Gessner. Ryan yeah, mentioned that that we should see this film. Uh, it's from 2011. It is a business Ooh, movie. Yes. Um, it is Margin Call. Yeah. I, I kind of like margin call is an actual thing. Yes. Right. Like, it's a real term. A real term. I kind of did not know. I knew it was like, oh, it's time to pay. I'm like, Googling that was, it right yes, now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Investopedia, which is a, a, a great resource, defines margin call as 
A margin call occurs when the value of an investor's margin account falls below the broker's required amount. So the margin account, I guess, is the credit account, mm-hmm. right? An investor's margin account contains securities bought with borrowed money, typically a combination of the investor's own money and money borrowed from the investor's broker. So that's the credit part of it. A margin call refers specifically to a broker's demand that, as, as Elizabeth falls asleep, brokers demand that an investor's deposit additional money or securities into the account so that it's brought up to the minimum value known as the maintenance margin. Now, this film is loosely based on something Lehman that Brothers. really yeah. happened, mm-hmm. which in 2008 when the market took a dive. And it was, yes, it was based on that. So the the just really quickly here before we get uh, started in a discussion, the film stars Kevin Spacey. Whatever, Wait. whatever happened to Kevin Spacey? Oh, I, I, I don't, don't think know. that's this is the podcast. For what happened? To <laughs> but you know, it Kevin also Spacey. it also features one one of our uh, favorites, Stanley Tucci. Oh my goodness, <gasps> the Tucci. The Tucci is loose. I love the Stanley Tucci. Tucci is loose on this one. Um, yeah, I was excited to see him. I mean, looking through Jeremy this. Jeremy Irons. I was going to say, these are Zachary heavy. Quinto. Paul, I mean, Paul Bettany. I couldn't believe I hadn't really heard this, of yeah. this movie. Well, the, and, well truth um, be told, the film only made like $5 million. I mean, it wasn't a big, yeah, yeah it did not do well. But when you office. think of, and, and I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, it's not a, a sexy movie. So mm-hmm. I understand. But then you have a movie like The Big Short, which we'll talk a little bit about at some point, I think was a better movie, but mm. The Big Short you heard a lot about, I mean, was definitely like marketed well. And you could say, oh, well, look at that cast, Brad Pitt. But I mean, this movie, this Margin Call, had a great huge, cast. Huge, yeah. huge yeah. cast. Big, heavy hitters in this. So I was uh, uh, surprised. Also, uh, uh, let's let's not not concentrate just on the the men. I know, I'm trying to think of her name. Demi Uh, Moore is in this movie. Um, Excuse me, it's Demi Moore. Moore. She does a fabulous job. (laughs) Well, excuse him, we. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Demi Moore, yes. And um, yeah, you mentioned Zachary Quinto. You know, uh, Zachary Quinto was one of the producers on this film. Oh, it was his one of his production companies who actually started the production of this of this uh, film. The film doesn't really take place. uh, You know, it it doesn't really move around a lot as far as like the scenes. Right. Right. It pretty much takes place at this brokerage firm and very, very briefly goes off site and then comes back again. I'll I'll be honest. Uh, it felt like it was in real time. Yes, it was. It yeah, is a slow so, burn. Um, it's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn. Yeah. That said, I appreciate that movies like this exist for people like me and other people who don't, didn't really, and maybe still are struggling to understand the economic yes. collapse. And when you watch this. And I'm going to be honest, I had to, you know, do a little Googling as I was watching. I was reading the Wikipedia page for the movie to be like, wait, why is everybody upset? What's going on right now? It was a way to, again, just further my knowledge and understanding of the economic collapse, but unfortunately also make me think, ooh, is this happening again now with Mm -hmm. student loan debt? Mm Mm-hmm. Which so I guess maybe yeah. in ten years we'll be talking about 
another yeah the student I, loan debt movies yeah and i i 100% agree with you like i you mentioned the the big short as well and like as well as they tried in that movie to explain it to you i i watched it like 3 times i still don't quite understand <laughs> it and this this movie i understand a little bit more but i agree with elizabeth like i still don't know that i understand the full scope of the economic collapse and yeah. everything it's how i understood it and and maybe i'm i'm missing it there was a certain value to what this firm owned at the time and so spoiler alert we're going to talk about some key points of this movie if you haven't seen it i mean it's it's 2011 so i mean yeah anyway it's uh, based on the economic it's actually collapse based on the of 2008 so 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 i don't think there are any spoilers so it's it's it starts off where the company's i guess was a risk analyst I mm-hmm. guess so Stanley Tucci is like the head risk. Yeah, analyst. risk management. Yeah, that's yeah. the department. That's the department that he works um, in. That they're decimating and, that and, day. And these guys are all like mechanical engineers. Oh, and fascinating! The guy engineers. was a rocket scientist. Rocket that science. was probably one of my favorite scenes. When yeah. the guy, when the uh, I forget which one says it to Zachary Quinto's character. So you're a rocket scientist. Yes. And he basically says, in not so many words, you know, there's more money in this than there is in being a rocket scientist. Yeah, he said it's all formulas yeah. and this pays more. Yeah. yeah. So Stanley Tucci is working on this something uh, just about the time he's getting laid off. And uh, some people are getting laid off in this, in this, um, this uh, firm. So that's how the movie starts, the layoffs. And as he's leaving, he kind of passes something to the young Zachary Quinto uh, character um, and says, uh, you know, I've been working on this. There's something you should see about it. Yeah. So he already has an idea. He he had like 75% of the formula figured out. Yeah. And Zachary Quinto went the the final 25, basically realized that an economic downturn was mm. imminent, right? And that a lot of what this firm owned and a lot of what their value was about to disappear. Technically, the firm has the choice, and this is, again, how I understood it. They can hold on to that, and they can lose a ton of money. Or they can sell it without anybody knowing. They know that it's not going to be worth a lot. They could sell it at a certain price and kind of cut their losses, but by doing so, they're basically taking all of these stocks and all of these mutual funds that are propping up the entire economy and basically Just devaluing dumping and yeah. dumping them yeah. and devaluing them. And and that's basically how this whole thing goes down. Mm-hmm. And the, the and they know what they're doing, they but they're exactly not what going they're to be telling the people they're trying to no. sell to. So right. basically they're... Their careers, there, yeah, are going to yeah. be done. It's terrible. Yeah, it's absolutely awful. Uh, now, uh, now, a lot of it like focuses on Sam, who is uh, Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he like right after the Tooch is is fired and <laughs> and leaves. Like Kevin Spacey, like comes out and he gives this like cutthroat speech right after like all these people are fired. And he like calls them all survivors, and he like claps, and it's like it's like such a weird way. But then throughout the movie, he, there's this the thing with his dog. Yeah. So what did you think about that? I so I thought I thought well, it was very strange. I kept thinking of um, 
sorry, what's his show on Netflix where he, where he plays the president? The president. House of Cards. Yes, where he kills the dog in the first episode. <laughs> I'm like, is this where he kills the dog? Yeah. Is this where he kills the dog? Because it's kind of like it was weird to me. Was... He he has like he he clearly loves the dog a lot, and the dog means a lot to him. Which at the end when he's like burying. It like in his, I guess maybe ex wife's backyard, backyard or something, yes. in the middle of the night in his suit. But you know, <laughs> nothing you s- wrong with that, right? I no, mean, <laughs> that's not creepy at all. That's, no, not but, at all. But he also like when he's told by his superior, um, you know, to what he has to do, and like he you know he doesn't seem 100% sure that he's on board with it he doesn't 100% agree with it even though he's still going to make out i guess they were still going to say yeah, they're still yeah. oh, they're they're all going to be fine let me be fine but well, they won't have jobs but they'll have a lot of money well so, they were um, before you continue alex they were offering all these brokers who were selling yeah, selling millions. out all these stocks yeah, if millions they, yeah. of dollars if they hit a marker mm-hmm. right 93% of their uh, goal i mean they basically they're walking away mm-hmm. with over 2 million dollars each what i found interesting about the whole dog thing and i think why we heard of the movie the big short and or more people heard of the big short and it got more attention than this is I didn't find that there were a lot of character, there was a lot of character development in this movie. So the dog storyline with Kevin Spacey's character just felt weird. Yeah. I mean, I know that they had some character development, but it wasn't, it didn't feel like that is what the drive of the movie was. And it, I know it wasn't for the big short, but if I'm remembering it correctly, and it was five years ago, it felt much more compelling to me because it was a balance of what am I learning about this crisis and who are these people behind it? Like, I felt like I knew the people that were involved in what was happening a little more That's so than true. I did. Yeah. So yeah. it I think that helped me understand what they were doing as well. This yeah. film is this film for for a film of this for a film of this stature in the sense that the subject matter and the cast. This film is very short. This film is like a, a, an hour forty five. Yet it yeah. felt like it was much longer. <laughs> but I'm just saying for the for the subject matter mm-hmm. and for the heavy hitter actors and actresses that are in this film. I felt it could have been. I know it was slow moving, Elizabeth. I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. I felt I would I would be okay with an extra half hour of character, you know, development. character development. Yes, yeah, absolutely. because otherwise they they all felt like just like empty suits. Like uh, yeah. to me, more just felt like you wanted to feel bad for her when you knew she was getting like, going to be the scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. but but like you, you don't know her. know her life, so it's like how. I mean, I did feel bad because you could see that her emotion and stuff, but you don't know what she did in the past, so or what she had to you do. Knew nothing so about anybody, just, really. Yeah, the really only pers- people you can kind of cling on to as like your uh, what do they call that? But is like Zachary Quinto. Like he's like you're mm-hmm. seeing it through his eyes and his buddy. Uh, and Badgley, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. In the movie. Seth. Yeah. Seth is the character. Yeah. And um, then you got Paul Bettany. What? What was his 
whole deal. I think like, Paul Bettany was like, for me, Paul Bettany was the senior guy who gets to explain the story to the junior guys. You know I I he I gotta say he was probably my favorite character. Well, his explanation of how much money he makes and how much money it costs him for for his lifestyle, right? Yeah, was remarkable. Which is so interesting because it's, and it's what common, we saw in Boiler Room. Yeah, exactly, exactly, when almost exactly. They had the big house and no furniture in almost it. Almost exactly. And in Margin Call, how he pulls up outside of his house. And he, it's not really his house. He has a mortgage. So if he yeah. loses his job, that's gone. When I think about the economic collapse and the movies that, that resulted from that time in our history, mm-hmm. uh, one that I would, if anybody's interested in watching, a different one. I don't know if any of you guys saw uh, 99 Homes. No. No. With Andrew Garfield. And, um, you know, we can talk about margin call and the big short, and that's from the banker's side or the finance side. But 99 Homes is from the side of the people that actually probably suffered the most. I know Mm. those bankers lost their jobs. but So 99 Homes is about a man who lost his home in the mortgage collapse. That's terrible. What happens when he tries to get it back and – you know the lore of quick money, and it's a an an amazing film. Uh, Michael Shannon's in it. Uh, Laura Dern's in it. I highly recommend it. It's you know devastating as all these movies yeah. are. Whether you were, you know, directly affected by the economic collapse or not, you can't help but feel for everybody who was oh sure especially the folks who are just about to retire right like folks who were like i think now after that that happened i think a lot more people are smarter about their retirement investments and, yeah. investments and and the closer they get to retirement the less risky their uh, investments are but think about the people who just wanted to go like full power all the way up to the end they were about to retire and they were left with nothing nothing yeah absolutely nothing it's so sad and it's so scary at the well, same because, time. Yeah. And this is like history we're watching. We're watching like a yeah. fictional. But you're you know, told, portrayal. you know, you stock market, stock market, stock yeah. market. Put it in. Yeah, put it everybody. In. Take yeah. those yeah. chances. Yeah. Right, right, right. Take those chances. And and while yes, of course, they you are always told it's a chance, mm-hmm. it's a risk. Yeah, it is a risk. But. You know, all you see is the people that are like, I put my money in the stock market and look. Mm. You only see the good. You never see. So, and again, you know, we're lured by quick money, easy money. Uh, I think there's Mm -hmm. the fear of retirement and not having enough money. Absolutely. Especially folks, I mean, not to get too off off subject or on, on a tangent here, but there are people who want to stay on Long Island after they re- after they retire. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive for retirees to stay on Long Island, you know. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, even you know, if you pay off your house, yeah, exactly, taxes. it's still am. So it's something that's in the mind of a lot of people. Yeah. And, and and Elizabeth, I think you're right. I think we're about at that time because it's a cycle. We're about at that time that something else is going to burst. <laughs> There's well, going to be another bubble. That's and scary. it's going to combine pop. it with a yeah. pandemic. Yeah, so. it's going to pop, and and yeah, we're looking at that. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to um, give you the breakdown here. Uh, Will Emerson, which is Paul Bettany's ca- character, made over two point five um, yeah. million a year. Yeah, so this is with the breakdown. Down, yeah. Half of it went to taxes. 
right? Half of it. So now he's at 1.25. Um, so he had money towards his mortgage, which was 300000 Money to give his parents is 150000 His car was 150000 I think it's funny he gave his parents as much as he paid for his car. <laughs> uh, 75000 on restaurants, 50000 on $75,000 on restaurants. Yes, I know. I mean, he was eating at good, at good places there. He wasn't going to Burger King or McDonald's there. Uh, 400000 to save for a rainy day and the rest on things that I'm not going to mention here on the podcast. Oh, 400000 uh, to savings. Good for him. Most yes. people don't save. Yes, but save think, people. But think, save. but think about it. If 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 the guy has a um, hundred fifty thousand dollar car, his lifestyle, um, you know, only having only ending up with four hundred thousand after all is said and done is devastating to someone who has a lifestyle like that. Mm. That being said, you know, all these guys made out okay. Yeah, and he also didn't seem like They're he fine. was like upset. Yeah, no, he was fine. And that yeah. was the cold and calculating part of his character and a lot of these right, characters. Right. When they're all told, you know, we are about to sell the majority of our holdings, it's a fire sale. Mm-hmm. You know, sell it at this, sell 93% by the end of the day, we'll give you $2 million each. And then basically you're on your way. Um, yeah, and I think it's, it's scary the level that we were looking at. Those guys were okay, but if you remember, I remember, you know, watching the news when Lehman Brothers literally shut down yeah. overnight, and seeing those people walk out of their offices with like boxes, yeah. and they were just they just looked shell shocked, like they yeah. were walking around, looking around, like. Exactly, walking around with boxes like what just happened, and in a big and firm like now? yeah, and yeah. in a big firm like Lehman Brothers, and I think it was illust- they illustrated that pretty well in in this particular at the beginning when they're firing people, mm-hmm. you know, big firm like Lehman Brothers, only the top, let's say, out of a hundred, only twenty people in that company are walking away fine. The rest oh, yeah. of them, the rest of them are in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because you have you know administrative assistants, you have. The mail room, you have the computer IT department, all these people, they they, they don't get a $2 million. Well, even everybody in that room that didn't meet that 93% goal. They yeah, yeah. yeah. They lost their job yeah. and that's it. Yeah. And a lot of those they people didn't get knew. The million. I have to imagine a lot of those people knew what was going on. Yeah. Obviously, they're all smart people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they knew what was yeah. going on. And some of them probably felt bad selling and they, they're yeah. done. And, they and honestly, and those people, they said in the movie that they were ruining their careers in the finance industry. Yeah. And honestly, a million dollars, it's crazy gonna, that yeah. I'm saying it, does not last no, long no. if you don't have a job. Absolutely not. Like, it, it will and last you, you a York. while, <laughs> but then the stock market tanked. You lost your job because the stock market tanked. Are you really going to take that $1 million and put it back exactly. in the stock market? Right. And so, also, remember, this was catastrophic 2008 when did the are we you know when did the recovery actually happen if it if it did if it ever did i, I think don't know we were just i think we're just kind of like out. yeah i mean you know th- there was a recovery but it wasn't you know you know what though but i mean st- the stock market is still a valid place to put your money oh, um you know i certainly have a 403b i think the the key is to be informed absolutely um to talk to whoever is handling your 401k or 403b. I got to give a little shout out to some of the resources we have yes, here. Please. So Morningstar, Value Line, you can come in or even online, look up different uh, companies mm-hmm. that might be 
starting an IPO or uh, just to see how they're doing. So you can see, do I want to put my money in there? Do I want to take my money out and go someplace else? How's this mutual fund doing? Exactly. And you can come in and we'll show you any of that stuff. But it's really important to know where your money is. Yeah. I mean, you can't know everything if it's a mutual fund, but you can know have some inkling about the the fund that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned this uh, during our discussion on Boiler Room, but uh, in our online business resource database, which is a, a listing of free resources available to you on our site, uh, millerbusinesscenter.org, uh, you can, uh, there's uh, FINRA resources, there's brokerage resources where you can go to those databases, uh, search for your potential broker or your current broker and see if there's any sanctions on them, see when they pass the series seven, see all that information. So in addition to what Elizabeth was saying, those morning stars, value lines, all those um, mutual fund research databases and whatnot, you can also search on the people who are making these deals for you. Yeah. yeah don't um, just look at your statements yes. or- Put them in a pile with the rest of the mail. Like I do. So <laughs> No, just one last thing. Uh, Jeremy Irons is the... Um, Scar, the bad guy. He plays... Well, it's to- his last name is Told. I know. T-U-L-D. Or but he whatever. was Scar. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. He, he just... Like, there's the scene where he's, like, eating upstairs and Kevin Spacey come, comes up to talk to him and he's just while they're talking he's just like eating in his face and he you know he he already knew it was the end and figures like why not just throw it away trash it and we'll deal with it that's what he tells sam yeah Yeah. no he says we've done this before we did this in the 80s we did this in the 90s we'll do it again and it's yeah. just scary that there, you know, people out there with that much control that much power oh he's probably someplace else or on an island somewhere with $50 million exactly. or billions. I think you get to a certain point in wealth where you're going to be wealthy for the rest of your life. Yeah, and you these, can't lose it. Yeah. These people are like, those are those people. The people that we're talking mm-hmm. about, that that's Jeremy Irons' character, that's the guy. He can make tons of mistakes. He's still always going to be okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's why he makes those decisions. Because yeah. there's no consequences for him. You yeah. know, It's like, all right. That's insane. It's like, you know, a dollar to us, you know, a million dollars to him is a dollar to us. So it's it's a oh, crazy God. thing. So before we wrap this up, I, I, I just like to ask on a scale of one to 10, what you would rate this movie. And I just want to mention that this movie is available to our middle country patrons here at the library. If you are a middle country patron, you can come uh, into the library and take it out on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, so what would you give this film alex on a scale of one to ten ten being obviously the best i think um the cast giving it a a little bit of a boost and just the fact that it is like important historical like whatever i'll give it a seven and a half okay i would rate this watch 99 homes instead okay (laughs) sal what do you i'm gonna give it an eight um so we're close yeah so we're close i'm gonna give it an eight because um, the cast did it for me. Yeah, th- me it's too. I mean, it was just fabulous acting yeah. and just the subject matter, although dry for someone like me, 
uh, or many people, you know, it was at least you we can, learned something. Yes. Yeah, I think exactly. We could, yeah. And you and on and, on the scale of one to ten, how much did I learn? Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. so that's seven. But I think, and I think that's good because most of the time, mm-hmm. what I do you like want to learn? What kind of movies are you watching? Yeah. Like, you know, ba- uh, listen, I watched Charlize Theron you know, uh, and Old Guard on Netflix this uh, that weekend. That's awesome, and I, I learned stuff. <laughs> Uh, I would give that a ten out of ten. Uh, she's awesome. I will. You know, it's funny. I I was very connected. I mean, I love Stanley Tucci. Tucci. I was very connected to his character because, like, we saw him go through something terrible oh, right yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And I gotta say, if there was any suspense in this movie for me, that was it. I was worried about him. Oh, when yeah. they couldn't yeah, find him, too. they didn't know where it was. was yeah. I was worried. Him. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want any. River. I didn't want anything bad to happen to Stanley. Not Tucci. to the Tucci. No. Um, that being said, I think he made what, like $2 million sitting down for eight hours, like in a room with Demi Moore, right? That's basically what happens. They wanted to keep Demi, Demi Moore character and Stanley Tucci's character. The, the, you know, she was the scapegoat mm-hmm. risk, you know, person. She was like, I think she was Stanley Tucci's boss. Yeah. And Stanley Tucci, they literally, to not cause problems, and that was the one thing I didn't understand exactly what was going on. Yeah. They literally sat in a room with coffee in the fruit basket. For eight hours and made millions of dollars just sitting there, being paid off. It's crazy. So, all right. So, if you are a, um, if you like, I said, if you are a patron, definitely check that out. If you're not a patron and you have Showtime, um, it is streaming on Showtime on demand. If you I'm, and I'm sure it's at like Margin, every Long Margin Island yeah, library. library. Yes. Uh, so yeah, so that's another uh, another great episode of Centered on. It's great to see you guys. Yeah, it's yeah, good, to, it's see good you. to good to be in the same. Good to be room. in the same, Absolutely. and uh, we'll see you all next time. This week's episode featured Elizabeth Malafi and Alex Blend. I'm Sal DiVincenzo. Centered on Business is a production of the Miller Business Center at Middle Country Public Library, an initiative of the Middle Country Library Foundation. For more information, to listen to older episodes, or to read our show notes, visit our website, millerbusinesscenter.org. And Mr. Sullivan, what does your model say that that means for us here. Well, that's where it becomes a projection. But, um... You're speaking with me, Mr. Sullivan. Well, sir, if those assets decrease by just 25% and remain on our books, that loss would be greater than the current market capitalization of this entire company. So, what you're telling me is that the music is about to stop and we're going to be left holding the biggest bag of odorous excrement ever assembled in the history of capitalism. Sir, I'm not sure that I would put it that way, but let me clarify, using your analogy, what this model shows is the music, so to speak, just slowing. If the music were to stop, as you put it, then this model wouldn't be even close to that scenario. It would be considerably worse. Let me tell you something, Mr. Sullivan. Do you care to know why 
I'm in this chair with you all. I mean, why I earn the big bucks. Yes. I'm here for one reason and one reason alone. I'm here to guess what the music might do a week, a month, a year from now. That's it. Nothing more. And standing here tonight, I'm afraid that I don't hear a thing. Just silence.